Big Stories of the Day Hashtag SAFM Sunrise We're good to hear from you this morning 086-000-2032 Let's talk about marriage for a moment, shall we? Marriage generally is accepted as one person and one person So it can be a woman and a man It can be two men, two women but the definition of marriage has been changing around the world. And you've known in the last sort of 15, 20 years, gay marriage has become legal and is slowly becoming accepted. But there are other conversations around marriage. So for a long time in our society, we've had polygamy, one man and more than one woman. The Home Affairs Department is going through the draft marriage bill and they're accepting public comment and there's been a big investigation into what marriage is. And it's quite interesting to look at how the definitions of marriage well, maybe that's the wrong way to put it. How what we accept as marriage is changing. It's quite a complex area, in fact. In, in fact, one of the people who's been advising the Department of Home Affairs on this is, is Professor Anthony Diala, Director at the Center for Legal Integration in Africa at the University of the Western Cape. Professor Diala, good morning. Good morning, Sabri. One of the things that seems to almost be, I mean, there are diff- lots of different sort of contentious parts of this new bill. But one of the things that's really interesting is polyandry. So polygamy poly- polygamy is one man married to more than one woman. Polyandry is usually one woman married to more than one man. And from what I can see, there's no provision for this in the new law. I mean, that's quite stark. It's quite obvious, a, a sort of miscoming, isn't it? It's obviously a problem. Yeah, it's a problem because it goes against the principle of equality, um, which is one of the three principles the new legislation seeks to promote. So the new legislation seeks to promote equality, non-discrimination, and human dignity. And then it turns around and discriminates against women by not recognizing this form of marriage. Yeah, so I agree with you. Do you think that it's going to get through in the end? I mean, this is quite a long process and marriage is quite complicated. (laughs) So is being married. But, um, you know, people, I can see some opposition to this. Do you think in the end we'll have polyandry recognized for the first time in South Africa? The reality is that at the moment, majority of people in South Africa are not in support of polyandry. But we must bear one thing in mind, and that is that social and economic changes are occurring at a rapid pace. So it's quite foreseeable that there could be a constitutional challenge when the bill is adopted. Um, and then then the, the, the lawmakers have to go back to the drawing board and make amendments. And that will be time and uh, time consuming and uh, waste of resources. So I think it's better we do it now, despite the fact that it's not a majoritarian practice in South Africa. At the moment, um, in South Africa and in many places, there's certain uh, groups of people who are not allowed to get married. So brothers and sisters can't get married. Um, it's generally seen as wrong for um, someone who is, who, who is older, who has an adopted child, to marry that child. Although it does happen. There's one South African case I can think of. Um, and of course, there's the uh, American TV uh, film director, Woody Allen, who ended up being in a legal marriage to a woman that he had adopted as a child. What is the law going to say about that? Because that's quite a difficult issue. Yeah, so currently the law prohibits uh, marriage between um, relatives, such as cousins in the first degree and people in adoptive relationships. Um, But a a parent who has a child from a previous marriage and then who proceeds to adopt um, another child, I don't see what is wrong with the adopted child and the original child getting married. Or people from maybe who have children from previous marriages. 
Um, I think they should also be allowed to marry if adoption is involved here. Is it illegal? And, uh, the reason why... Yeah, yeah. No, please continue. Yeah, so the reason why we the, I made the case for people in blood relationships to a certain degree to be allowed to get married is that in the past, the prohibition of marriage between people who are related by blood was made on health grounds uh, to avoid um, health issues from the children of the marriage. Uh, but now, with advances that we have made um, um, in many places, and then with the understanding that one can actually adopt children, just like people in same-sex unions can adopt children, I don't see why that prohibition should continue. Okay. I suppose the concern is, in some cases, around abuse. So that would be a an adult adopting someone as a child and then marrying that person. And in all the cases I'm aware of, it's always an older man adopting a girl and then marrying that girl later. Wouldn't that be abusive? Yeah, that would definitely be abusive. Um, but I would have loved to see the bill make an explicit reference to that type of uh, situation. Yeah, generally it seeks to prohibit child marriages, but it should have done something um, you know, more specific to this point to make sure that yeah, we protect children who are adopted and then coerced into marriage. Um, I know people who I married myself, but I know people who are married, as I have been, sometimes for longer than me, sometimes for, for for a shorter period. And I know people who've been living together, again, for longer than I've been married. They've been in long-term relationships. And I don't see any real difference between their relationship. Does marriage matter? Let me put it another way, Professor. Is there a definition of marriage? <laughs> That's a tough one. Um, because marriages are defined differently according to the type of marriage. Um, this bill seeks to bring together all forms of marriage relationships into one law. So the civil marriage has a different definition. Um, marriage customary law under customary law has a different definition. And then, of course, religious marriages may have a different definition. So the problem with the definition of uh, marriage in the bill is that certain marriages are defined in a narrow sense. For example, customary law, it's defined in a way that excludes women um, from marrying more than one man and also mothers or women from receiving and negotiating bride wealth, also known as lobola for their daughters. So that's the problem I see with the definition of marriage in the bill. Um, and there could be another argument that could say government should not be involved in marriage at all because what you're trying to do, and the Home Affairs Department's always in the middle of this, and it's not their fault. I don't blame them. But the Home Affairs Department has to put into law human behavior. And that's where these arguments always come, you know. Now, sometimes you need that. But I sometimes wonder if maybe if people want to call themselves married, they can go through whatever ceremony they want. If they want to be married by the presenter of SAFM, I'm happy to do it for them. Or you could say, no, you have to have a proper marriage officer, which is the current situation. Is there an argument to say government should just stay out of it entirely? Or will that lead to other problems? <laughs> it's too late. That ship has sailed. It's way too late. Government interferes in every aspect of our lives. So we might as well get used to it. Um, but that question, is, that question is very important. To what extent should government regulate the private lives of individuals? You see, and this is where liberalism comes in. That's the essence of the article in the conversation. To, to how, how far can we take liberalism? How far can the law go in regulating mm -hmm. behavior? Yeah. So there are people in marriage-like forms of relationships, intimate cohabitation. 
etc partnerships they are not recognized in the bill should we recognize such relationships or should we rather let people who volunteer to marry according to the formal prescriptions of the state and be the ones that are recognized as married couples um Tough. yeah I mean, it's a conversation that can go on forever, really. Um, there used to be a thing, and I think it came from British law, uh, where if you lived together for two years, if you cohabited for two years, and you hear this phrase, common law wife, what it meant was, yeah. it's an old phrase, it meant that if you'd lived together, you were, you were sort of married, kind of. I mean, that's something to look at as well. There was a reason why people did that. And that also recognizes how humans actually operate. They just move in together. And after a while, the law would treat them as husband and wife because that protected particularly the woman. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. It's, it's, it's a very, very important um, omission in the bill in that there are many reasons why people can live together in marriage-like relationships, but without going through the formal processes of marriage. I mean, come on, rents are high. Um, distance to workplaces are far away and um, there may be children from previous marriages um there could even be complications in negotiating customary law marriages like lobola bridewell payment these are all issues that could force couples or maybe just plain dislike of you know the formal processes of filling forms and all that and all the ceremonies involved so people could cohabit so i don't see why the law should not recognize such relationships especially as the constitutional court has done so already Professor, thank you. Could go on. Professor Anthony Dialip, Director of the Centre for Legal Integration in Africa at the University of the Western Cape.